Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for joining us. We're continuing our Sunday series with one more episode. Let's do one more of these together and then we're going to wrap it up on the basically the purity of our spirituality. This came to me two weekends ago now as I'm recording this unexpectedly and it also came from a personal experience at the same time. So I got a double barrel of this. I've been picking it apart and looking for applications and talking through it. And actually, as I'm recording this, I'm in the woods in North Carolina. I'm at a campground where there is no internet. (laughs) So once I finish recording this, I'm going to have to drive into where I can get a signal to send it to you. And that in and of itself has been a really therapeutic experience because all of a sudden, instead of reaching over for your phone... You have to be with yourself. And that's exactly what the doctor ordered after this past week. So let's jump in and talk about this. Kind of the the hub of this information is still centered around the book, an audio book that I did for Fred Dodson called Clearing Entities. It explains all of this in excellent detail. But let's stay with this theme of being pure in our spirituality. That's the focus today, because I think if we go away from this three-part series, that we will have a much better understanding or awareness or alertness, so that when something comes our way that might be a little wee bit off, at least we'll be aware of that, and we can then work it through this process. So we've identified that entities do exist. That was the audiobook excerpt that kicked this off. Then we talked about various ways and places and things and etc., the details of how it can happen. Now let's talk about protecting ourselves. What can we do to shore up our spiritual practice to make sure that A, there are no portals, and B, the, the process that we are going through is the clean, clear process that we want to go through. So the first thing you might be asking is, well, how do we know if something is under attack? Well, I'll tell you how it came to me was the fruit. And this is in the Bible. It's in levels of energy. It's in common sense. It's like if you're not getting consistently progressing, advancing, good results from anything... Think about from your own life, from people who you follow. Are they growing themselves? Are good things coming into their lives? At least do they exhibit the fruit of the message that they are advocating, especially if they're in a role of some kind of teacher? And then what do you see around you? How does that impact you? So, for example, in this past situation, that I went through, I first of all ran my toe into a chair and I think I cracked something in there. That, you know, there, okay, so that's like, whoa, okay, hold on. Not that accidents don't happen. They do, they do, they do, they do. But it's like, how often or in what context? So I already was raising an eyebrow and then that happened. Then I tried to launch off on a van trip and that got busted. And then my audio interface box, the box that drives the whole brains of everything I do, just up and died. Okay, by then I was like, all right, all right, all right, (laughs) there's something going on here. So the fruit, the results, how you are feeling about yourself in that moment. Now that's on the front end. On the back end, 
if all of that clears within, say, two or three days, I mean, a really short period of time, then you know you were dealing with something that was invading your space. And that's exactly what happened with me. Literally, my foot started to heal the next day. I mean, as though Jesus had touched it. And right now I'm walking around on it. It's still a little wee bit tender, but not at all like it was a week ago. And you say, well, that might have been. Well, okay. But look, I'm just experiencing what was real there for me. Okay, so the foot wasn't. Let's let's don't talk about the foot. Let's talk about the audio interface bo- box because that was an on or off. It was off. Next morning it was on. Worked just fine. Has worked just fine since. And the van trip, well... I didn't go to the same destination, but I'm in the van talking to you right now. So I have been practicing this exact same thing ahead of this episode, um, restoring my soul, as it says in the book of Psalms. So the eye-opener here is that, yes, we can, even when we're thinking that we're in a good spot, which I did. I did. This was not a malefic situation that I thought I was, I thought I was helping some folks, and it ended up with all of this stuff happening. So it so but then look at church. You go to church and you think you're worshiping or saying mass and yet the people leading the mass are pedophiles. Is that happening and the people are unaware? Way back to the origination of this podcast when I was going to go to seminary after I got out of college and I decided to make a turn and go into broadcasting and the pastor that I had to that I was working with at the First Baptist Church of Bentonville was actually having an affair in the congregation while that was going on in the name of the Lord baby I mean it was right there and that didn't come out for a couple of years later so church is a place metaphysical events workshops seminars etc we've talked about this these new age fairs over on the weekend better be careful And what about, I was thinking even like my definition or my perception, and I've not ever practiced this, but just my perception of Wiccan being, now let's hold on, I know because that throws a lot of flags right there, being basically very earthy connected. So natural remedies to things, uh, tonics, not anything else other than just pure, grounded, earth-centered spirituality. I think that exists, and I think it exists purely with the caveat of the opportunity of portals for critters, for entities, for possessions. So you see how this can all become very confusing, and it's like, well, I don't know then. How do I know that my own practice is pure? And this is what I've been working through and struggling with and chewing on this past week. Because it can be so effectively masked like that pastor. Oh my, he was doing the work of the Lord. Like my own situation. It appeared as a, as a situation of good. In both cases, there were portals and entities entered in and they were doing their damage. All right, so the theme, how do we protect ourselves? Here is the point. Don't be lulled into complacency. Don't have your guard down. And this is note to myself that you are getting to listen into because this is something that I'm going to have to make sure that I put my guard up more effectively and more often. Staying diligent in our spiritual practice to make sure that there aren't any holes. Now I would go back to the book and the audiobook, Clearing Entities, as the base or the text, if you will, for this. 
there are a number of techniques listed in there. One is to make sure that you are as close and I am as close to high energy as we can be. Several episodes back in this podcast, the energy, the audiobook excerpt from the Energy Level 505. That's a great place to hang right there. You could listen to that over and over and see if what's going on resonates with that. And then obviously another one is looking at the fruit, but sometimes you don't know, like with the pastor. I didn't know what was going on behind. But what if you still don't know? You're still not certain. Well, here is a great technique that actually my buddy who does all the video stuff for this podcast, and I am so grateful to him for doing this, has a technique that I think is excellent. So the first thing and the, the foundation of this technique is that he is very solid in his own personal spirituality. He knows who his God is. He knows that he is pure in that relationship. In other words, his spiritual practice is real. It's real to him, and it has worked consistently. So it's a progressing, growing, everything we've talked about. It's growing, it's progressing, it's consistent, there's a track record, etc. So you can look back on that and say that's a good, solid foundation upon which to draw at times like this. And yet he's open-minded, so he, he will look at anything. He'll explore. He's open to looking at things. And when something comes across his path that is unknown, what he will do is pray, again, in the basis of his own faith, that if this is not of God, so in other words, he's saying then, the God that I follow, the God that has been with me all along, the God that has held my hand, the God that has been my protection, if this is not of that God, if this is not of God, then disconnect any cords of possible connection with this thing that I'm exploring. So, for example, one time he got a reading. He didn't know about it, but he felt like there was maybe something going on. And he said his prayer. He just said his prayer of covering. And that is, may there not be a connection here if this is not of my highest source. And the reading didn't go well. And what he does with that then is no further questions. I mean, it's just like, no, that's not for me. So there's no dabbling. There's no experimenting. Well, maybe I need to give it another shot. No, he knows that he is solid in his request and just moved on. No harm, no foul in taking a look either. That's the other thing is we don't have to live in a bubble. We don't have to be afraid. And he's not afraid in any kind of context. Just uses that as his method and prayer of protection going forward. A lot of people will do other symbolic or ceremonial things like what we did in my place, my townhome, uh, last weekend is clearing with my neighbor. Then she was with us on Level Up and continued the clearing. So that was a ceremonial clearing. We used different materials, different prayers, different intentions. I have used the white light a lot, and I think it's the same thing as my friend uses in just a different context, and that is when you visualize white light around you. I like to do this with vehicles. I did it a lot when I was skiing in Colorado. The other thing that I would do in Colorado, too, here was one. I just thought about this. I would ask the question, <laughs> this is me now, you know, as you're basically learning skiing and then you get up to a point where you're skiing with the big boys on big stuff in Aspen, Colorado, which is a big mountain. 
then you are always wondering, hmm, you know, you see ski patrol bringing people down. So I would I would ask this. I would say, if I go skiing today, will I come back in the same condition that I leave in to go skiing? <laughs> and there were maybe a couple of times when the I did my little muscle test and intuitive process. And I think there were a couple of times that it said no, and I didn't go. But most of the time it said yes. But you could even incorporate something like that in of saying, if I go on this trip, I do this actually in the van. If I go on this trip, will, will it be successful? Will, it, will, the, will everything work? Will I be safe? Will I be kept from accident or injury? I combine my muscle test and my intuitive perception, and the answer that comes is the answer that I go with. But also just visualizing that white light of bubble protection. And what that white light represents is all things good. So that's God. That's the angels, the archangels. You're asking for angelic protection. I remember there are some past episodes in here about my guardian angel, Aragon. Always around. Always there. Just call on that protection. You have your own. The other, and Fred mentions this, and this is more specific in the book, is commanding. In other words, Fred's premise of this is we have the authority to command as long as we do it in the name of the Most High. In the spiritual world, I would highly suggest not just barking command orders around <laughs> because the critters know that what they're dealing with and they know that you by yourself are vulnerable. You with God, you with that white light bubble, you with that cloud of protection are a big, big deal and they have to flee. So they don't want that. So when you bring in and invoke, like my friend, ultimate source, highest source, God, whatever your comfortable expression of that is, that's what you're leaning into at these times. And I mean, this could be even going into a challenging situation at work, you know, where emotions could run high. Wherever emotions peak, watch out. That could be an area of a portal. And the really cool thing here is to just recognize that we have all these tools at our disposal. And they really are simple tools. I mean, we can invoke any of these prayers in just a matter of seconds, literally. And our team is always there. And that's really the last point, is I think that we do have this ongoing separation of timelines. Not some new phenomenon. There's always been a separation of timelines and unfortunately, the masses often are drawn to the lower timelines. And that's where things get slippery, unaware. So what I would suggest is, as you start to build this into your practice, into your daily life, remember it takes up to 30, 45, even 60 days to change a habit. So let's be diligent. And over the next two months, let's practice this on a regular basis. What we mostly want to do here is to create an awareness, an awareness of what's around us, what the fruit is, what's possible, what possible portals could there be, or just a constant awareness. Am I going at this alone or am I going in this <laughs> into this with my A-team? Do I have my protection in place? And as we move forward in our own current history, not knowing where our country and our world is going, 
this is even a good protection to keep us insulated and safe from even those things that are going on that we might not necessarily want to participate in or be exposed to. Ask for protection. And then the other thing I think is good for us to practice tuning into is that awareness when something subtle might give us clues that this is not the best situation or place or person to be affiliated with. Sometimes we have choice around that. Sometimes we don't. You know, I couldn't choose who the pastor of the church was. He was appointed by the church. But you get in there and something's not right. But then, back then, in those days, I didn't have the antennas or the perception or even the knowledge to know what to do with it. But now we do. All right. I am recording this on Sunday morning. Let's do this. I have to drive to get this to you. So, while I'm driving, you meditate. (laughs) All right? Because if I were to stop and do a meditation with you now, it would add another almost hour in getting this into your hands. And I'd rather get this to the internet and get it to you. So, let's just leave it here. But I'm really inviting you to spend a few more quiet moments after you hit stop or after this runs out. Examine this of where you are. Set a commitment and a covering, even now, for today, and commit to doing this with me for the next 30 to 60 days of this constant awareness of our protection. I love you so much. Thanks for walking through this little series with me. It unfolded in real time here, and I hope it's been a benefit to you. And when we are clear and clean and we have our A-team, then we really can enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the Wi-Fi. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.